Hello, I'm John, and this is my hunting journal. In this podcast, we talk about hunting, shooting, and the great outdoors. Archery hunting is a challenge for anyone willing to face it. It requires quality gear that's up to the task. Much of this gear, however, is heavily reviewed by paid sponsors and promoters, which makes it difficult to find what gear is actually quality and what gear has a really good marketing team behind it. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the gear that I personally use, archery hunting, deer and elk. Keep in mind that this was my first year personally bow hunting, so this list is by no means extensive, and it's what I've been able to afford right now as far as quality and items go. And there are items that I wish that I could afford a higher quality, and there's items that I wish that I can afford at all that are not on this list. However, I will spend some time in this episode to talk about the things that I would like to upgrade or things that I see value in spending money on down the road. When it comes to archery, obviously, you can't do very much archery hunting without having a bow and arrow. So, the two bows that I currently own are a PSE DNA SP, which was a flagship line bow from the year 2014 as well as a Bear Whitetail Legend Pro. Now, I bought the PSE bow first, and I believe that I mentioned that in a previous podcast episode. And I really enjoy that bow, and honestly, it would be my only bow if it wasn't for one problem that I did not foresee. And that's the fact that because it's a 2014 model bow, parts are no longer being manufactured for that bow. So I had an incident where I had the string derail and it bent the bottom cam. And when I took it into my bow shop, they told me that I would be unable to find a new cam for this bow. And so instead, I decided to purchase a new bow, which is where I bought the Bear Whitetail Legend Pro. Now, it wasn't long after that on a Facebook group, I had managed to find a replacement cam for my PSE bow. And so I wound up getting that fixed and restrung, and just picked that up again recently. Currently, my PSE bow has all of the stock accessories that would have come on this bow had you bought it brand new in 2014. This includes a basic three-pin fixed sight, a short rubber stabilizer, a whisker biscuit, and a relatively basic quiver. Now, these accessories were transferred over to my bear bow for a short while while I hunted this season while I was waiting for my PSE bow to be fixed. That, that was actually the setup that I used to harvest a mule deer doe this year, uh, was that Bear Whitetail Legend Pro with the PSE accessories. However, now that the PSE bow is fixed and up and running again, that has the accessories back on it. And my Bear Archery bow has a Bee Stinger 6-inch stabilizer, a Trophy Ridge hot wire sight, and a Trophy Ridge whisker biscuit. I also intend on buying a tight spot quiver for that bow in the near future. Now, I mentioned the bow first because you can't do any bow hunting without it. However, truth be told, the bow is just a launching platform for the arrows. And honestly, the arrows are what are actually doing the work when it comes to ethically killing an animal. The arrows that I was using this year were gold tip Hunter XT arrows with a 300 spine and a finished weight of around 425 grains. Now both of my bows were set up the same when it came to draw length and draw weight, 
and so both of them worked really well with a 300 spine arrow. By the way, my draw length is 28 and a half inches, and my draw weight is set just shy of 70 pounds. So this 425 grain arrow was flying relatively flat for me, all the way out to about 50 yards or so. I was able to maintain a pretty good grouping, as well as a pretty flat trajectory shooting out to 50 yards, even with a three-pin sight. I found that if I set my pins at 20, 30, and 40, at 50 yards, I can hold my 40-yard pin just above the, the target and still be able to hit right in the middle of my target at 50 yards. Moving out to 60 and 70 yards proved challenging with only a 3-pin sight, though, which is where I uh, was able to upgrade on my bare bow with that Trophy Ridge hot wire, allowing that 3rd pin to slide down for extended distances. The broadhead that I was running on my arrows this year was a QAD Exodus fixed blade broadhead. Now these broadheads have a few advantages that I really enjoy, as well as a few disadvantages that make them a lesser option compared to some others. There seems to be a big debate in the archery world right now between fixed blade and mechanical blade broadheads. The QAD Exodus being a fixed blade broadhead uh, is a pretty tough broadhead, able to penetrate even difficult shot angles. However, uh, it is a smaller cutting diameter than a lot of the mechanical broadheads out there. I believe this problem is somewhat overcome by the fact that it is a three-blade broadhead with an inch and a quarter cutting diameter, which gives you a lot of uh, tissue being cut as the arrow passes through in relation to just a two-blade broadhead of a similar cutting diameter. The mule deer that I harvested with this setup uh, died really fast. As a matter of fact, if you listen to my episode about harvesting this mule deer, uh, she didn't even make it all the way around the tree that she was standing next to after I had shot her. And it was a clean heart shot, but I was really happy with the performance of the QAD Exodus broadhead. Um, I wasn't able to find my arrow the day that I shot this deer, but I did go back shortly after and find my arrow and find that I actually shot it into a couple of rocks behind the deer. And even with that said, the blades on the broadhead are still incredibly sharp and the ferrule at the point of the broadhead is still in good shape. So I will be using these QAD Exodus broadheads moving forward. I was very happy with them. In order to carry the gear that I needed to go out bow hunting, I used two different backpacks this season. One of them was a relatively cheap Walmart brand uh, day pack that my wife actually bought before we were ever even married. My wife used this backpack for many years of summer camp and camp counseling, and she really enjoyed it. And since she doesn't do a, a whole lot outdoors anymore, uh, I actually use this pack more than she does now. And this has proven to be a very good day pack. It's comfortable. It has, in my opinion, just the right amount of organization. The pockets are not too many to the point where you are confused about where you put something. But there are enough pockets to be able to organize the, the items that you bring with you on your hunt. Which makes this a pretty ideal option for uh, my short day hunts that I was doing during this archery season. The other backpack that I was taking with was a larger backpack. It was an external frame pack made by Mountain Smith. 
And when I carried my bigger backpack, I was able to carry along my regulations, knives, a small saw, toilet paper, a Nalgene water bottle, some paracord, some Alaskan game bags, wet wipes, a water filter, a journal, and sometimes even a spotting scope on a tripod. Now, in contrast, when I was carrying my day pack, the only items that I really saw the need to bring with me being such a short hike was my regulations, a few knives, some toilet paper, and a small water bottle. On the topic of backpacks, it should also be noted that I carried my binocular harness in which I kept my tags, a couple of Ziploc baggies, a Bic lighter, and some zip ties. For those of you who don't already do this, I highly recommend bringing your tags along in a Ziploc baggie with a couple of zip ties so that after you harvest an animal, you can keep your tag from getting ripped up or damaged by putting it in the Ziploc baggie and zip tying it to the animal's leg or antler. Speaking of my binocular harness, the glass that I carried with me was a set of Vortex Diamondback HD binoculars in the 10x42 size, as well as a Bushnell rangefinder. Occasionally on my hikes, I would carry a spotting scope of which I carried the Celestron Hummingbird, which is a 9 to 27 power spotting scope in a really small compact size. It's really not much bigger than a soda can. And the glass is coated with what's called an ED coating, which stands for extra low dispersion, making this a really quality option for being able to spot animals at a further distance. Unfortunately, I'm yet to spend the money on a really nice tripod, and so I was carrying this spotting scope on an Amazon Basics tripod with the swivel head that came with it. This is one of the areas that I hope to upgrade before next hunting season. As far as the knives that I brought with me, I don't think there's a better knife on the planet for the budget than the Mora Companion Knife. And so I brought with two Mora Companion Knives, as well as a Camulus Cutlery Knife, uh, which is just a basic fixed blade knife that I bought from Walmart a, a while ago and has served me well since. I found that this Camulus cutlery knife is easy to sharpen, is uh, relatively durable, and makes a great knife for breaking down an animal uh, once you have it field dressed and you are beginning the butchering stages. Speaking of butchering, I did most of my butchering this year with a cheap Walmart fillet knife. This is something that was taught to me by a uh, professional fishing guide out here in Montana, and he does more butchering and cutting than most of the people that I know, and he tells me time and time again that these cheap fillet knives from Walmart are far better values than anything else that you can get for game processing, and frankly, I found that to be the case. They work really, really well for what they are, and when they get dull, you almost don't even feel bad about just buying a new one because they're so cheap. Many times these can be had for just 3 to $7. There were a few times throughout this archery season that I found myself camping uh, for a hunt, and so I brought along a three-season tent that's just a small two-person tent. I don't remember the brand of it, but it served me pretty well for what it is. It's meant more for camping at a designated camping spot than what you would consider for a backcountry tent. And really, I don't use this much for backcountry camping. But I do intend on getting a tent more suitable to hunting the backcountry in the future. 
While I was camping, obviously I began my hunts early morning and hunted until the light ran out. And so I needed to have quality lights with me. For this, I brought with a couple of Streamlight mini flashlights. I forget the exact model on them, but they work really, really well. They're rechargeable with a micro USB cord. They're very bright, and they have a hat clip that clips onto my baseball cap so that I can use it like a headlamp when I need to. As far as an actual headlamp goes, I didn't have a good quality one going into this season, but I had a few that I wanted to try out. I tried out a Coast brand headlamp and found that I really liked it. I also brought with a Cobalt headlamp from Lowe's, as well as an Energizer headlamp. And the Cobalt headlamp no longer works after leaving it in my backpack when my backpack got wet during one of my hunting trips. For this reason, I'll no longer be trusting Cobalt flashlights or headlamps for work or for hunting. However, I was really a big fan of the Coast headlamp, considering the price was only about $25. And the Energizer headlamp was relatively cheap and seemed to work fine as well. Besides that, I used King's Camo for my camo clothing during archery season. I had a set of Timberland Pro boots that I was relatively happy with, but boots are one of the areas that I really struggle with finding quality products because I think that I'm rougher than most people when it comes to the way that I abuse my boots. I also brought with a wind checker and a diaphragm call from Rocky Mountain Hunting Calls. And that, that is, off the top of my head, the most of the gear that I brought with me during archery season for 2023 Chasing Deer and Elk. As far as things that didn't work as well as I wanted them to, or things that I want to upgrade in the future, I really hope that I'll be able to afford a nicer backpack moving forward, one that's more capable of hauling meat more comfortably. Um, specifically, I'm looking into Mystery Ranch backpacks or the Exo Mountain Gear backpacks right now. And as I mentioned, I really want a nice swivel head for the tripod that I have, as well as a window mount for my spotting scope. I think these would make glassing for animals a lot easier and more comfortable, and I would see a lot of value in spending money on that. I also intend on buying a little bit of a nicer knife. Now, this is kind of a two-edged sword, because as I said, I don't think a better knife exists for the price than the Mora Companion. However, it is for the price. It is a relatively budget knife that is not going to be the type of knife that you hand down to your kids and they hand down to theirs. For that reason, I really want to look into an heirloom quality knife moving forward to bring with me and maybe not use for all of the rugged tasks the backcountry throws at me, but certainly to use for specific hunting applications, as well as to eventually hand down to one of my sons. For this, I've been looking specifically at the Montana Knife Company Speed Goat Knives. I also mentioned that I really want to be able to afford a tent that's more suitable to backcountry hunting. And for this, specifically because I live in Montana, where temperatures vary widely, I've been looking a lot at the Seek Outside tents. These are lightweight, mountaineer-quality tents that offer a lot of features for a small package, although it is a relatively high price. Specifically, I've been looking at the Seek Outside Red Cliff tent. This specific tent is a hot tent with a lightweight titanium stove to accompany it, which would be suitable for hunting even harsh weather out here in Montana. 
and hopefully be able to extend my opportunities to chase animals on public land. And that about wraps it up for the gear that I used, the gear that I wish that I had to use, as well as uh, the gear that served me really, really well during this year's archery season. I hope that you learned something from listening to this podcast. If you want to tell me about your favorite gear, write me a message on Instagram at myhuntingjournal or send me an email at myhuntingjournalpodcast at gmail.com. The links for this will be in the show notes of this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you guys in the future. Thanks. God bless.